this question about delegation, in my experience, I've seen that that's a huge problem that like leaders of every ilk will have is how to delegate things. And it's done well in this organization, but there are a lot of organizations that are like struggling and dying because they can't delegate. And so the delegation is really something that we need to hit because that's things that people need to hear. All right. Now the last box that we need to check. Would you rather be a wizard in a fantasy world or a superhero in a modern city? Super a superhero. <clears throat> you want to be a wizard, don't you? Ah, uh, Gandalf, man. How do you go Superman when Gandalf's right there? Because you can fly. I guess Gandalf flies too, doesn't no, he? No, he don't fly. Well, I don't know. He fell. Uh, he floats. Fell into the abyss. I mean, if you're reading the books, he does a lot more than he does in the movies. Yeah, that's true. He puts a beat down on some of those riders. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna have to go. I'm. I'm Gandalf the White, baby. That's who I am. I am Gandalf <laughs> the White. I have to go. I have to go. Ancient. I'll be fighting crime. Go ahead. <laughs> and what would your superpower be? Oh, I can. I want to go through walls. I want to be able to be invisible. Are you serious right now? <laughs> I just want to like show up. <laughs> Don't even have to go through the front door or the back door. Just to be able to go through walls. That's all you can do is go through walls? No, I mean, I just want that to be one of them. If I'm a superhero. You get more than like one. I don't know. Power. Some only get one. Not, not Superman. He and some of them have like weird ones. Like going through walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be a wizard. A wizard's a broader spectrum of being able to, I don't know. I'd want to have like an Iron Man like hand. So okay. I could just like beam and. But it doesn't require you to have the middle. An arc reactor. It just happens. It just happens yeah. out of my own hand. Yeah. That's a lot of science that the smartest person in the world could figure out. See what I'm talking about? Like in a previous episode, we would have got. Whatever, I'd, Gandalf. I'd have figured it out. I'm basically Tony Stark <laughs> and Gandalf. All right. Tony Gandalf. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to The Bottom Half is Red. I'm your host, Baron Longstreth, and I am excited to bring to you a show that is going to give you some thought-provoking discussions. It's going to give you some expert insights to both encourage and some practical steps for how to build an organization that can more effectively introduce the world to Jesus Christ. So what is the bottom half is red? It's all about building a culture of excellence. It's about growing your unique and creative identity. And it's about carrying out the will of God at any cost. So you're going to see that through practical teaching tips, developing a culture of giving, creating branding and marketing, or even methods to help guests feel safe and welcomed. This podcast is going to have you covered. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to take just a moment and extend a special invitation to all of our dedicated listeners. If you're looking to get even more involved in our community and gain some access to some behind the scenes stuff, become a Patreon supporter. And you can find that link 
in the episode description or even on Patreon. Just visit the bottom half is red. Listen, we can't wait to welcome you on board and to share this exciting journey. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, welcome to the bottom half is red. I'm your host, Baron Longstreth, along with my beautiful wife, Raina. We're so glad you have taken the time to join us once again. Great topic today that I believe every leader, no matter where you're at, you need to you need to take a few minutes and listen to this episode. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the power of delegation. Yeah. How important it is, especially for a senior leader, to be able to entrust those around them. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear perspectives from my wife. You're going to hear perspectives from myself. We're excited to have you with us. Delegation. Yes. That is a very deep term in regards to developing a team. Um, and I, I do believe that, that we cover this topic in general, but I, I would love for us just tap on that for a second uh, because I believe that the church today, although it is an imperfect system, mm -hmm. I do believe that there is a a lot of leverage, a lot of rope that is given in terms of delegated authority. You touched on it with with the worship, and we can we can look over the scope of the church today's operation. Okay, but when you talk about delegated authority, you're literally giving authority downwards mm -hmm. or it can even be um, horizontally but a lot of times the issues happen well no they happen on both levels they happen down and across so I don't want to say one or the other because my mind now is starting to turn now this this now the now the the squirrel is really running and 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 my mind is is moving but so how to properly delegate authority? Our, our church is based on teams. It, we're team-based. Right. The buck has to stop somewhere, but we are very team-based. Um, and so when we think of delegated authority, I'm going to use my chair first and foremost, okay, as an example. I have entrusted men that operate at various, that operate at various levels. I have entrusted men that do that. I have to place my vision carefully within their hands and I have to allow them through their own level of understanding of what that vision is, their level of skill to operate that vision. And I have to give them that authority to be able to do that and to give them authority. All right. I can't just tell them what to do. Or I can't just give them what to do. I have to create a culture that accepts them as the leader so that they are able to run with that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. I think when people don't delegate, it's, it's their pride, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because... I 100% agree with that because you don't, if you can't delegate, then you're not trusting somebody else. Yeah, And people know that when you don't trust them. Yeah. So like, why would they want to be a part of your team? Well, I mean, sometimes they don't have a choice. I've, <laughs> I've been, I've been in congregations where maybe the person doesn't 
or the people don't have the opportunity to leave or to move or to do something like that. And so they're stuck with a micromanager or with somebody that, yeah. I mean, Baron, you said that you have a lot of things that you see it and you can do it better. Or sometimes it seems like that. There are people that don't have the ability to delegate because they don't have the ability to say, okay, even though I can do this better, even though I see the vision better, I'm still going to let you run with it because you can do it. And I'm my time, my resources, my treasure, my talent is finite and I can't be spread everywhere. And so I'd rather you do pretty good than me trying to be awesome. And because mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think that where I used to serve that I'd feel like they didn't ask people to do stuff because maybe they would have done it better than them. Yeah, that's that's definitely another thing. Like, that's scary for people is like, I mean, I guess some people, I'm I'm more than happy when like somebody can come in and Me do too. my job better. I high five of them and get on out. So, I mean, just wait for somebody that can produce yeah. this and do this mixing better. I'm I'm waiting to high five them into this. <laughs> I'm waiting to high five somebody that can do the bottom half is red better. <laughs> Well, then we're going to have to change the name. <sighs> the bottom All half that. is black. Um, no, the bottom half with, and then it's going to have to be with Rustin Young and his beautiful children. Yeah, exactly. That's children, plural, Rustin. Right. We're prophesying uh, right now. <laughs> you know, delegation is, is, it is a very difficult thing. I, I'm not going to say that, for instance, um, watching the second church, uh, excuse me, watching the second campus go into operation and giving the rope for that has been very extremely difficult for me. Right. Extremely difficult. Because when you birth something, it, that, that is, it is difficult. We have, an, we have an incredible pastor that leads that congregation and he's doing it with the same way that I would have mm-hmm. wanted it done. And there's absolutely no way that we could do that. It, it's not about that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that at all. It, it is, it is, it is the the factor of watching you be given something and watching somebody else's success happen through, and know that there is a part of you that is there. Yeah. But there is, I mean, there's 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 success there, and right. it's it's it, it has been difficult. Mm-hmm. It has been because this is this is something that's mine. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know having a kid and then watch somebody else raise it and they do it perfectly. Yeah. And there is not a single, there's things that I would do different, Yeah, but that's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just Mm -hmm. different, you know? And I love the look in leaders eyes when you do delegate something because you've been pouring into them and you've been training them and they take off with it and they, they like, they trust me, you know, they trust me to, to, to take this baton and to run with it. You and, know. and I'll say this, like delegation, when you talk about delegation, you have to create a culture for there to be delegated authority. Yeah. Like you can entrust somebody something with something rather, and that could be a minuscule task. But when they are leading people, mm-hmm. your organization better have some prior to, right? You, you better have created an environment where they understand it's not going to be the leader. It's not going to be his or her style, you know, whatever, whatever. 
but man, it's, it's effective. And, and then you watch over time. And this is one thing that I've seen over the last 15 years of delegating. There was a time when we had to do the majority of this ourselves, Mm -hmm. but as soon as we could start, we did. And in our culture now, there is a way that they, that people expect it. They expect certain things. We had just gotten in here. This has recently just happened. We'd just flown in from Connecticut and we were hosting the GIM summit and our secretary called and said, we got it taken care of. Don't even come up here. So I didn't come. I was so happy not to come. Everything was taken care of and it was beautifully done. Like it was just amazing. So it was just people can do it and do a good, a beautiful job. How do you identify like when that point is though? Because you were talking about initially you were doing everything yourself and then you transitioned. So individually and corporately, how did you identify like, okay, this is, I know that I'm capable of delegating, but now it's safe to, to delegate. That, 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 that for me, Dave has come in stages that came in stages. Um, watching somebody over time handling, you know, the small foxes that small, that spoil the vine, just watching them. Can they handle the small requests? Are they, are they capable? I, I need to trust somebody with, with my voice. Let me say it like this. I need to trust them with my corrective voice on things that might not matter and, and watch how they, how they deal with that. A lot of things are not a corrective can just be like, Oh, well, let's watch out because this might, you know, it's not necessarily you did it wrong. It's just like, Hey, this is probably the best way. And, and over time they, they start getting a sense of what you like, what you don't like, whatever things of that nature. And then if I could trust that, then when I know I have a more of a major thing, it's not going to be an issue. And so I remember the first time we, we put somebody in a position um, as a student pastor, I remember that and they did great. But I remember, you know, thinking like, man, we desperately need that. We're not quite ready for that, like entirely, but without doing something like that, it'd be a bigger mistake not to do it than to do it. And so I just put myself around this couple. We did. We put ourselves around this couple and used ourselves as a bumper and and watched it grow and grow and grow. And then, of course, it's been handed off several times. So, you know, delegation is very delicate. It could be better seen as delication because it is very delicate, mm-hmm. very, very delicate. And you have to be very careful because you're dealing with entrusting somebody. And then what happens when you say you're not doing that right? I need it back. Trust is just a big thing. I remember when it. When um, I'd always played the piano and led worship at the same time for since we started the church. Um, and when we got people in that actually had music degrees, and they came up to me and was like, we could play the piano for you. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could do that. And I look back now and I'm going, I could never go back to the piano. You know, like I didn't realize the weight of the world or the weight that I was carrying until I just let them handle, and it was a trust thing. It was a control thing, really, because I knew where I was going. I didn't have to tell anybody where I was going. I could just go there because I was 
leading it and it was trust and it's it's been the most beautiful journey there's a point where people need they they need to, to feel needed right and they need to be trusted with yeah. something beyond you know that the simplistic nature of yeah. monotony that tedious work they have to be trusted most of the people in our congregations you know, and I speak now from the platform in which we are really familiar with, but most of the people in those uh, in our congregation are professionals. They are. At we least need them. in we some need form them. or fashion, they're professional in their field. And it, it, we realize that, you know, all, all I trust them with is a, is a, is the front door, which is, which is incredibly, um, it's vital, but you know, I'm, their company might be doing you know, hundreds of million of dollars and they're managing that. And I don't, I don't trust them with, you know, you know, taking a team and doing X, Y, Z with it. We got to get over ourselves. You got to put your leaders. pride we gotta out get the over way ourselves. and delegate and let people start small, find yeah. a practice that works. If you're not intentional about it, you know, you have to be intentional about it. Be intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Look at it saying, what, what is my vision? Again, I'm going to go back to the very beginning. If you don't know what your vision is, maybe you don't have one. Pray, ask, seek. If you're a business owner, seek. What is the potential of your company? Why did you start your company? What was your passion in the beginning for your company? Look through that. So write that down or, or reread it if it's already written down. Pull it back up off the processor, right? And read it. This is why I started this company, X, Y, and Z. This is why I started this church. God gave me a burden, whatever. And and get back to that place where now I know what my vision is. And is it 15 years later, 10 years later, whatever that is, where are you at? What is the mile marker? And mm -hmm. start realistically looking, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's who I have. Mm -hmm. How can I take this thing one more mile? How can I go one more right. mile? And can I just say that if like when we go when you go out of town, if you have to go out and minister, like we'll we'll go out of town and stuff. If there is nobody there that can do your job or that can lead while you're gone, have you been a good leader? Have you have you poured yourself into people that it falls apart when you leave? Or have you poured yourself into people, trusted people, delegated it because you need that help. And when you go out of town to minister to other people or you go on vacation, the church today keeps going on because we have delegated people that are taking care of things. We have help. We have entrusted them. We have poured word into them, trained them to me. Thank God that we can go go and minister or or be with our families. I'm a homeschool mom, so I'm so thankful I have all the help that I do because I couldn't do it. I cannot do it at this point in my life. Um, I have to have delegated people that can help. And so thank God that we can, that we've, we're training up another generation to help and to lead and to go. There are studies that speak to an effectiveness of a leader in an organization. And one of the metrics that they use is, can you take that leader? So can you take the first family out of the church for five weeks and that organization survive? If it doesn't fall off the wheels and everything could be going, I mean, sure, like church attendance mm -hmm. might naturally fall because it does. We know yeah. that it does. But if the operations and the systems and all of that can continue without you there because there's somebody that knows how to do it then that is effective leadership and it's a good organization. And I'm not going to toot, toot, whoop, whoop, my own horn, but we were gone for two Sundays in a row 
the church moved on. Yeah. I, with my whole heart, I believe that we could do that. But at the end of the day, delegated tasks, you, what you're doing is pulling people into your, into your circle. And that creates a, a followership. It creates people that are really following you. If you want people close, you delegate. Yeah. He pulls in 12 men mm-hmm. minus one. Go out. Plus one. Go out. And go yeah. and change the whole uh-huh. world. Yeah. And the very first thing he does is cre- he creates followers. And he says something like this. Come and I will make you to become. Mm-hmm. And there is... A lot of teaching, a lot of investment, but moments in the ministry of Jesus Christ where he delegates, he yeah. breathes on them and they go out mm-hmm. and he tells them what to do and they come back and they've went out in his name Yeah, and here it is. And there's the effective nature mm-hmm. of true delegation. And then he leaves for more than five weeks. He leaves and says, now be me. And if we can't look at our people and say, be me. Yeah. Be me. How close have they been? The the people that I delegate the greatest responsibilities to, like heavy stuff, they have been around me. Yeah. They are they are people that I have naturally breathed on yeah. in terms of leadership and investment. And that communicates four words. I believe in you. And I'm telling you, I can do anything somebody if someone were to tell me that. I think that's four words I long to hear growing up. I believe in you. And I, I believe it It communicates four other words. You believe in me. Right. You believe so much in me yeah. that you will take what I have given you and you will exactly. do this. So good. And trusting in this organization yeah. and furthering the vision of your corporation or yeah. whatever. Yep. It's so important to delegate. Yes. If you don't delegate, you're running alone. Mm-hmm. You're carrying the vision. You're alone. You're building a home, and the only th- the, the 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 thing that you're the foundation that you're building that on is yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you collapse, it collapses. But when you have somebody around you that believes enough to say, "This is mine. I'll take the baton and I'll run with it," then twelve men can multiply into one twenty, to three thousand, to five thousand, to billions. That's the way it can be done. Thank you so much for joining us on The Bottom Half is Red. Uh, Listen, I hope you have enjoyed your time with us today and gained something of value. If you love what you heard today, please do not forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. This helps us. Your feedback is incredibly crucial and we want to improve on what we're doing and to bring you the best content possible. You can find us on Facebook, look us up, Instagram, even YouTube at the bottom half is red. Hey, be sure to check the episode description for any links to any resources that we have mentioned during the show. You don't want to miss out. This podcast is a production of The Church Today here in the great city of Tulsa, and the executive producer is our very own David Tandra. I hope you've had a fantastic time, and we look forward to having you with us again on our next episode of The Bottom Half is Red. We'll see you then. Yeah, so we've we've got a completely separate episode now on delegation. So what we're going to do here, because we're going to capitalize on that, I don't want to try to smash delegation into the back end of that leadership. So we'll we'll cut off the delegation part of it.
So what I'm going to need you to do is we'll forego like the playing of the intro and all of that, but just introduce, like, we'll give it a pause. Then you introduce the topic. So we're doing things completely backwards right now. Yeah, I gotcha. You introduce the topic. Hey, we're going to be talking about delegation and whatever that means to you. Basically, you, you've got the hindsight advantage right now. Yeah, what I've already talked about. Yeah, and so you yeah. just summarize what you're going to, like bullet point and summarize what you're going to talk about. And then we'll roll it as though you knew perfectly what you were going to talk about. Okay.